0: Welcome to the second episode of Comics Deserve Better, where we cover the best and most interesting non-licensed, non-Big 2 comics. Um, With me today are my co-hosts, Brian. Hello, everyone, comic conspirators. And Darcy. Hello. So yeah, so today, um, our big, uh, I'm just going to do a quick rundown. Our big book we're covering this week is The Old Guard by Greg Rucka and Leandro Fernandez. And um, we're also going to touch on the recent Netflix movie um, directed by Gina Prince-Flywood and starring Charlie Steron. So it'll, it'll intersperse in there because it's kind of a big deal. And we're also going to be talking some Eisner news. And we're going to be covering some other great indie books that we'll, if you listen on, you'll uh, know about. So we're going to start out with our news break. So this weekend was the Eisners. Um, San Diego Comic-Con was completely virtual. So they held the what people have said was the shortest um eisner ceremony ever so brian you have the i think you have the list pulled up in front of you just i guess read out the winners and we can kind of react and if there's not much you know interest in one award ceremony we just kind of move on just keep it casual all right well
1: again i haven't heard any of this pretty much i saw some of the list but i had a weird weekend so this is mostly going to be new news for me
2: all right for sure no 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 problem at all. I'll, I'll skip some, of the, uh, some of, of the smaller categories, but um, I have to first say um, no DC or Marvel uh, winners, which is that. crazy.
1: That is kind of crazy,
2: but it's it's pretty awesome too. I mean, the closest they got uh, is uh, in Best Colorist and, and Best Writer, but those two those two winners definitely did a lot of indie books and probably got nominated for those indie books as, as much as they did those those main titles. Right. Um. But all right. Um. Kind of for start like best short story Hot Comb by Ebony Flowers. Uh, I've heard many good things. I've not read that yet. It's it was published by Drawn and Quarterly um it's it's a short story uh regarding b- uh, barbershops and salons mm-hmm. hair it sounds really it sounds pretty awesome actually and and basically the culture around around hair and um best single issue one shot uh our favorite thing is my favorite thing is monsters from fantagraphics yeah. Uh, Best continuing series uh, Bitter Root by David Walker, Chuck Brown and Sanford Green. Absolutely 100% on that. That's a great series. Yeah, I I didn't
0: I didn't vote for I didn't vote for it, but I think it should win um, for sure
2: it's weird it's fun um, yeah that was a good that was a
0: pretty stacked category you had stuff it, like crowded in there so I mean, there's absolutely. wasn't really a bad one in the in
2: the group no definitely not the, all those could have been winners and it would have been yeah. totally cool uh best limited series little bird uh by darcy van polkies oh, I, yeah. I, I need to read only, that one yeah i only
1: i only cared because you know
0: <laughs> <laughs> well yeah is that the first, first is that the first darcy to win a eisner it's very curious <laughs>
1: quite possible yeah we're out there
0: <laughs> yeah but I, uh, I i saw a there i did a webinar for work last year and um the, the image library rep came on and they were talking up it was, this was one of the books that stood out to me but i didn't get around to it. it's like a f- big fantasy epic um yeah thing. it
1: looks i've seen panels and pages so it looks good it,
2: yeah it's a very wonderfully drawn book and i guess i should also mention it, it's ian bertram who who is the oh pencils. yes mm-hmm. and um and it, it's 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 one it's a post apocalyptic fantasy book, and it definitely it. has the the weirdness that you would expect from one of those types of books. And it's it's fun. It's it was kind of hard to follow on the the um, single issues coming out monthly, but mm. once I read it all together, it was like okay, this this makes sense. It's it's fun. It's definitely a a, a, a one sit down read. Awesome. Not, makes not sense. Not, not a monthly <laughs> we might have to cover
0: it we might have to cover it on a future episode for sure yeah definitely Maybe.
2: but yeah um, okay next um best new series uh invisible kingdom g willow wilson and christian ward Ooh, absolutely 100%. love Yay. christian christian
0: ward is such a good artist like odyssey and black Bolt and i don't know uh ultimates and, he's just the cosmic god of art i love him yeah. so much
2: Roman space. I, that's yes. what I say. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've
1: loved what I've read so far of it. G Willow Wilson's just fantastic.
2: I I love G Willow Wilson too. My favorite all time Marvel character, definitely from G Willow Wilson. So,
1: I've got There's... the tattoo. I definitely support
2: that. <laughs> nice. Is this a stealth Kamala core podcast? <laughs> I
1: think it might be.
2: Yeah. We, could, we, we might we have to sneak her in somehow um, But um, Best Publication for Kids uh, Guts by Raina Ta- oh, Tockemeyer yeah. that, was, yes. that was a slam dunk I mean, oh, uh, that,
1: Yeah that's not really a question I don't, well, I don't,
0: I don't, I don't I know like, I feel like it's like an asshole but I, I voted for New Kid by Jerry Craft no, <laughs> Hey, hey it, it was the first um, It was the first <laughs> uh, Comic to win a Newbery Award
1: That makes sense
0: And it's really good and it's about a black kid in Brooklyn Growing up really good slice of life but rena telgemeiers it's like it's like i don't know like she just she's a she's a name and she wins
2: everything she
1: is a name she does win everything and it's a really good book
2: yeah and it's you know it's it's a it has to do with like dealing with something you can't handle that causes other kids to think of you less or make fun of you in elementary school, which hits my heartstrings every time. That, a- you know? that
1: anxiety. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> so even even as an adult, reading that as an adult, I was like, yeah, okay, I feel this. I get
2: it. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Okay. Well, another great one here. Best publication for teens. Uh, Laura Dean keeps breaking up with me. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Slam dunk. Yep oh absolutely (laughs) i I think that's a future subject as well on this this yeah i actually own a hard copy of it so i'm down Yeah, me too definitely it's great i'm gonna let my um my my niece borrow i was supposed to give it to her yesterday but they left while i was gone so but i told her that you need to read this once you get done with college (laughs) as soon as possible um next uh best humor publication i've heard really good things i haven't read it myself um the way of the house husband Volume 1 by Not Kasuke Uno. Uh, translation by Sheldon Durska. Oh, is, by, it a, is it a manga? Um, yes, it is. I, oh, if, nice. I mis, awesome. if I mispronounce those names, I do apologize. I tried my best. Um, but if you tell me how they say them, I will say them better next time. Um, best Anthology. Um, drawing Power, Women's Stories of Sexual Violence, Harassment, and Survival. Yes. From Abrams edited by Diane Newman Mm -hmm. absolutely Um, another one this is on my must read list I have not read it yet I feel kind of ashamed of that best reality based work they called us enemy by George Takei Justin Mm -hmm. Isinger and Stephen Scott and Harmony Becker which is all about Japanese internment and George Takei who was Sulu on uh, Star Trek and his how he experienced that when he was uh, just a kid so absolutely yeah, pow- yeah, yeah powerful and read that i think a lot of people need to read nowadays oh especially um, Most certainly. <laughs> the situations yeah. um yeah that was when i i flipped
0: through it uh my, my work got it and i flipped through it and it looked really good and a lot of times with these like celebrity like authors they'll just kind of i don't know like dash off the art but it's it's really good it's like definitely in the vein of something like uh the, the march trilogy um rest in peace john lewis so yeah. Um. Like different art style, but like it's you can definitely tell it's very clean, good emotion, um, good stuff. Nice. Um. Yeah.
2: Okay. Um. Next, uh, best graphic album. I'm i assuming that's like a graphic novel. Yeah. Uh, but new is um. Are you listening? Um uh, Tilly Walton. Oh yeah, yeah. She just <laughs> won all the
0: awards. She's younger <laughs> than me. It's crazy. It's like whoa. That, that is she,
1: crazy. Absolutely. Like, very crazy. She's only
0: like 24 and just tearing up comics right now. It's awesome she's she's like the i'm like she's the next i mean she is the big thing but like she, yeah she she's like the, the she's like the big thing <laughs> yeah she's like the pioneer like she's that next generation that people have been talking and whispering about for sure so. and,
2: um best uh reprint uh graphic album uh the guardia ninendi okrafor oh, and yeah. tiana or tana ford or tana, Oh, tana ford's great yeah, tana Ford. thank you and um no that's a great series as well that's and it's also very relevant right now um best adaptation from another medium snow glass apples by neil gaiman and colleen doran colleen
0: doran yeah doran thank you it's a gorgeous book yeah
2: <laughs> yeah oh absolutely yeah i i i um, was going through the nominations and i and that piqued my interest because of gaiman I looked it up and i'm like okay i'm going to the bookstore right now and buying this because it looks beautiful
0: yeah yeah neil gaiman's been doing a lot of um uh comic adaptations of his like short stories um and mm-hmm. and I mean it, it can be it's kind of a little difficult but he all, he always gets really good artists like Pete Craig Russell and he's done stuff with Doran in the past on a Sandman it's kind of nice to see them team up again it's nice to see him work in comics cuz um I don't know I think that might be I think he's probably best as a novelist but it's strong kind of second
2: no ab- absolutely no definitely um best archival collection project um stan sakai or sakai usagi yujimbo and uh, congratulations complete, to you yep the the complete grass cut, cutter artist select oh that's um, the
0: artist is that the big artist edition from idw yes it is oh
2: yeah that's ooh, that that would be a treasure to have Here, here's the here's the big ones Um uh, mariko tamaki got uh best writer
1: good for her
2: and um, best writer slash artist was uh, Raina Telgemeier, of course, of um, course. which is awesome. Um, best penciler. how many of these has she won? Like, oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, she's basically the saga of that uh, of that category.
0: Yeah, it was interesting that seeing Brian K. Vaughan and or Fiona State because they like saga. Like, it's I yeah. mean, saga is a great series, but it's kind of become like a, a running industry joke that they won on the Eisners. Also, mm-hmm. Tom King and, but no Tom King this year.
2: No Tom <laughs> King this year.
0: I think yeah. it's a little bit like like Bendis, like Bendis at the beginning of his career when he was doing like Powers, Daredevil, Ultimate Spider-Man, Alias was like the big thing. But then mm-hmm. after like a while, he stopped winning awards. So I think it's kind of like that a little bit. Probably, yeah. Just a little S- cool hmm?
1: Yeah, I'm just not going to say anything.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, best penciler, inker, uh, or penciler, inkler team was Rosemary Valero-Connell for Laura Dean. Nice. And uh best painter and digital artist was Christian Ward. Yes. You had two Eisners, things.
0: Thing. You get, he needs those trophies.
2: Uh best cover artist, Emma Rios were pretty deadly, which absolutely. Oh incredible. yes. There's so I'm many all good about that. Yeah,
0: there's so many good choices in that category though. I think I voted for a uh, Jim Bartel, but Oh, that's
2: awesome. For Blackbird. Uh, I Black
1: Jim Bartel for Blackbird, but man, I mean, I actually you know, I don't buy many hard copies, and I've got pretty deadly. Oh copies. yeah, it's
0: yeah, it's a gorgeous, just gorgeous book in general. It's pure poetry.
2: Okay, um, best coloring Dave Stewart, who also I think wins every every year.
0: Yeah, I mean he's he's really I mean he's yeah. the best. <laughs> or one yeah, what, of the best. Well what, what what were books like? What Black Hammer was on there, and what else is on there?
2: Um, uh, Black Hammer, BPRD, the You Know, Hellboy. Yeah. Um, yeah, he does gideon falls uh silver surfer black which absolutely silver surfer i think i think
0: it's what that's what that's why he got my vote because i'm like that book was gorgeous
2: yeah yeah no definitely okay best lettering stan sakai nice um and let's see he had a good year sakai had a good year yep definitely um okay we're getting to the, the the end here, but I have best comics related periodical was Women Write About Comics, um, edited by <laughs> Nola Fow and Wendy Brown. Uh, best comic related book was Making Comics by Linda Berry.
0: Ooh, that's that's good, a good one.
2: Yeah. Yep. Um, this one I just heard about a, a week ago, and I'm absolutely excited to hear to read it. Is best academic and scholarly work was EC Comics Race Shock and Social po- Protest by Keanu Witted and Ooh, that sounds
0: super good actually It deal,
2: yeah it deals with one of the, the most interesting eras of, of comics you know where when the comic um the the comics code was becoming a thing and stuff so it's it's so the
1: beginning of the comics code
2: yep and so Rad. That's, yeah
1: yeah
0: so. yeah because I've, I've had some conversations of like old timers and like comic scholars and they're like if if the you know if worth them had not happened in the industry, the industry could have been, it could have been a lot more like the manga industry because EC, EC was doing horror, crime, romance. Mm-hmm. They were yeah. more in line with like the adult tastes, but then mm-hmm. they had to kind of pull everything back. Yep. So, and, and, the, <laughs> and
1: not just pull everything back, but kill variety.
0: Yeah, for sure. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, they had to just tone everything down, and I mean and and it's just like the code itself is just like it looks like it's going straight after EC. Just the words yeah. used in their covers and.
2: <laughs> no exactly at least yeah. at least it, at least it, it did bird the mad magazine after that oh um, that was
0: that was smart though they yeah. wanted the magazine publishing exactly um, r.i.p for sure
2: yeah <laughs> um best publication publication design was making comics so they got to uh, eisner's mm-hmm. um best digital comic was afterlift by chip zadarsky and that jason lu cool. um, and best web comic was fried rice by erica eng Cool, not familiar so, with
0: it, but check it
2: down. Um, uh yeah,
1: it's now, pretty
2: good. The Hall of Fame entries uh, um, Nell Brinkley, E. Sims Campbell, uh, Allison Bechtel, uh, nice. Howard, Howard Cruz, Dan Sakai, Louise Simonson, Don and Maggie Thompson, and Bill Watterson.
0: Oh, so, good, good class. So a little Calvin a Hobbs, love. man. I wasn't surprised Watterson was on, but I guess eligibility rules, <laughs> like, yeah,
1: yeah. Yes, some of those I am surprised that weren't earlier.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah, Louise Simon. I mean, I'm glad she's in there. She's oh uh,
2: absolutely.
0: Like you don't get those good. I mean, you don't get those those good quick Chris Climber on X-Men without her editing, editing the line.
2: I mean uh, definitely. All right, well, that's all the Eisners. So what's next on our list here? I just that was, that was, like,
0: honestly, like, I was satisfied by those Eisners, for sure.
2: No, definitely. And they were hosted by Phil Lamar, which I absolutely love Phil Lamar. Nice! So. He's, he's so cool. Jon Stewart, Samurai Jack, you know, it's, kinda, <laughs> it's awesome.
0: Yeah, I think I saw a panel of him at New York Comic Con, <laughs> and he was just busting in these different voices, and it was just, like, so so cool. Very cool. Um, and we have any other news items, just to finish things off?
2: Um... I, uh, one last thing, um, kind of, it kind of is on the, the edge of comic book, indie comic book news, but, uh, Mirka Andolfo, um, who has done many great works, um, you know, Unnatural is one of them, uh, great slash artist, um, and they, they got a series, an animated series, uh, um, Sweet Paprika has been green lighted, uh, which was produced by, and, Unre- uh, Arancia Studios and uh, Grey Ladder Productions and uh, will be, let's see, I have the description here. It was, um, it was inspired by the sketches of Indolfo and tells the story of career-driven demon Paprika and her <laughs> erotic misadventures as she courts angelic delivery boy Dill. So it's, it's been described as an urban fairy tale for adults.
1: It's peak fan fiction, and I love it.
0: Yes. <laughs> no, I like that a lot. Yeah, no. Um, do you know, has a network streaming service picked it up, or is it still just?
2: I think it's still floating out there. It, okay. it doesn't look like there's a there's a streaming service or anybody tied to it yet.
0: Fingers crossed it gets picked up. Oh, yeah. Um, and, it, and is that one of those companies? Is that an Italian production company? Because I know she's Italian.
2: I believe so, yeah. Okay,
0: cool. All right. Awesome. That is cool. Um. Yeah, it's, yeah, it sounds awesome. Like there needs to be more animated shows like that for sure.
2: Um, yeah. I think that's it on the news section. Yeah, there's
0: a, there's a lot. I mean, it's San Diego Comic-Con week, but honestly, like this year, I like didn't really pay attention to as many of the announcements. I think the biggest announcement for me is that the, it's not even comics related was that the the third Bill and Ted movie is going to be available on VOD so I don't have to.
1: And thank goodness.
0: Go into a theater and because I see I'm like I'm a youngin. I didn't I wasn't alive when the first two flicks came out, so I'd never seen one in theaters. You weren't alive. No, I wasn't. God. I know it's sad. It's sad. I'll make me cry. I know it's <laughs> yeah. So I, I guess I'll just have to catch a anniversary screening down the road or something
2: i i hadn't heard
0: uh please don't of... get
1: COVID. <laughs> don't <laughs> yeah. go to an anniversary no 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 no, no. i mean like
0: down the road down <laughs> yeah. the road oh okay forever. okay no 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 no. i'm not gonna go I'm not gonna <laughs> down go. the road
1: in time not down the road yeah. in place yeah, i get like, you i get you yeah,
0: yeah. it's like it's like it, like i love seeing old movies like i saw alien in theaters i was that was Right experience. right right like something like that I, was...
1: I thought you meant like at a theater down the road
0: oh no oh no
2: I, I I hadn't heard much about the the new Bill and Ted movie, and then when I watched the the trailer that came out for Comic Con, and I saw Death is back, and I was just yeah. like, "Yes, this is yeah. good. I definitely have to see it's this." A good trailer. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. It was much better than the first one. So I'm like,
0: "I'm in. I'm gonna drop the whatever it is for Bod. Like I don't care." <laughs> <laughs>
1: maybe keanu will get you know be able to do a comic for it so that's you can connect it with comic news that way
0: oh yeah he did it he did have a he has a book coming out from boom so
1: exactly that's Matt what Kent, i'm saying he's got Matt a. Kent. he's got a comic book coming out
0: yes yeah, and actually boom he is does actually, comic books now yeah and boom is actually releasing um some bill and ted comics too so right so it's all, that, it's all connected. It's all connected.
1: It's all connected. Pretty is much.
2: It Evan Dorkin again doing? Bill I and Ted? think
0: I think I think they did actually do release that Evan Dorkin. Oh yeah, Evan Dorkin is doing a Bill and Ted comic. Yes, but that's like down the road.
2: Okay. But they're
0: re-releasing the ones by I think Brian Lynch did them, and then I think they've also released the old Marvel. Um, they picked up the license for the old Marvel Evan Dorkin ones from like the nineties. Uh, so, yeah. So like if if you know if you're if you needed something bill and ted related for the next month just hit up boom studios and they will fulfill your needs very nice or you can just watch reruns of the cartoons in the 90s yeah that i officially never watched but i don't know
1: they weren't great yeah but they weren't terrible if you were a kid in the 90s and needed cartoons to watch which probably means they were terrible but we didn't know better
2: yeah they were entertaining they were good yeah (laughs) it's better than going outside (laughs) right
0: (laughs) good one all right so moving on from news to our quick hits uh brian what is your quick hit for this week and and just and just some of the quick hits are just like our mini reviews of comics each week so um,
2: oh yeah yeah so last week um yasmin number one from scout comics came out uh writer uh, saif ahmed and uh artist is Fabiano Mascalo. Uh, I, it's very, it's a very heavy read, but very good read. It, it was uh, essentially just a really quick, a quick um, recap of, of what it's about. It's about a 16-year-old um, named Yasmin who's uh, part of an up-and-coming family in Musul Iraq, uh, as when the um, the the ISIS our ISIS comes in and takes over the town, um, and her family is uh, Shiites, and uh, ISIS is is predominantly Sunni uh, Muslim, so they are on opposite sides, and her family is forced to escape, and they escape to the U.S. Unfortunately, Yasmin wasn't part of that escape. Of, of the group of, of the family that, that had escaped and she got stuck in the middle of the city with, with another relative. Um, the, the book takes place in two different times. It takes place at, um, at four years later after what I just described happened when Yasmin finally gets reunited back uh, with her family in America. Um, and, and so it kind of tells two stories at one time that kind of intersect with each other um very interesting the artwork is pretty amazing i i love the facial expressions the facial usage of, of the books there's no there's no indication of when you go from the the between the two time periods but the faces tell the story like the um, especially yasmin's eyes like her she has a bunch of hope and love in her eyes in the early parts of the of the book and when you go into the to the more contemporary time in america it's like she her eyes are basically dead and that being conveyed in a comic is pretty amazing and and also very powerful so um it's it's a heavy read <laughs> definitely um the by the description of the series, it wasn't any of this in the first issue, but I will have to say that there's a, a future trigger warning if you're interested in this series. I want to read both issues uh, for sexual violence. It sounds like the second issue is going to have that in it. So I'm just giving a, a quick forewarning. Um, but it's definitely an important story. And if, if, if you want to read it, I definitely recommend to check it out.
0: Yeah, I'm just glad um Scouts publishing something like that. I I just that the, the like when you when you we told me about the book and I'm like it doesn't really fit their I mean their their publishing line, but I'm I'm glad they're going for the the more kind of real world stuff. Um, yeah, it and, sounds yeah. really interesting. Yeah. So, yeah. Um Darcy, what was your quick hit this week?
1: Um I'm going with a web comic as I kind of said last week I'm going to try to go as accessible as possible, so I'm going free. <laughs> uh, so I'm going with my favorite probably webcomic, uh, Gunner Craig Court by Tom Siddell. Uh It has been around for 15 years, so if you want to jump on board, there's a lot to read. If you don't like to read online, this book has also been a uh, transferred it's been printed so you can actually buy volumes of this it's available in local comic book shops you can buy it on like I think it's on Amazon and you can go to GunnerKrieg.com and you can buy it off the website. Basically it is a young girl who goes her mom dies and she gets sent to a school and it's a very mysterious school there's some It's Tom is a he's english british english um obviously Uh, and so he's writing from that standpoint so like the school system is kind of set in a british manner they age up in that way and it's so it's and it's got a lot of vaguely harry potterish feel to it (laughs) because it's british kids in a british school fantastically but that's kind of where that ends but if you like harry (laughs) potter and you feel terrible about Harry Potter at the moment, this might be a place you could go for Harry Potter feels. And without the turfiness, you know what I'm saying? So your main character is a girl named Annie and she's kind of got a magic that as you go along you kind of learn more about. You don't know much about it at the beginning but it's not just like a magic school as you get in harry potter it is also very heavily scientific so the school's kind of split into two halves they all go to school together but the school itself gunner craig court has kind of two parts to it kind of a very magical or unscientific side it's not always magic and a scientific side and they don't necessarily always understand each other very well and so there's conflict there. There's also the court, which is like humans and people and science that's involved, and there's the forest, which is outside, which is wildness, and there's conflict there. Like I said, it's 15 years old, so if you start at the beginning, the art is a little bit rougher, but now modern art, it's, incredible. The art's incredible. The design's incredible. Tom's ability to pay off story has been something I've never seen. I've been reading web comics my whole life, practically, like since I was a teenager, which was much longer ago than I prefer to think about. And there is something that's happening right now that just happened last week. A new character appeared who isn't a new character. She's somebody we first saw in a picture, I think probably around year five or year six.
0: That's awesome. Whoa. (laughs) That is some long-term planning. That is like...
1: We've, We've seen her maybe in a flashback five years ago, I think. But like the planning that's happened in this story, either he has been... He has to have been incredibly organized, but there's also like a flexibility and an ability to uh, adapt to his storytelling. There has to be, because he has to have changed something since year one. I don't know if he sat down and said, I'm going to be writing this for 15 years. You know, so there's got to be an adaptability here. There's got to be some organization. I'm fine with spoilers typically, but I don't read anything he writes about it because I've been very comfortable reading week to week on this, and just being shocked by the new stuff that comes out, shocked by the new characters. I feel like we have a lot of what we should have, but this could go on for another 15 years, and I would not be surprised. There's something that's happening right now that's paying off something that happened, I swear to God, in chapter two, and we're in chapter 190, I think. so it's it's an incredible story it's magical it's fantastic lots of strong female heroes it's got queer heroes it's got just so much incredible craziness magic fighting all that long thing that they say at the beginning of princess bride sword fighting sports this that and whatever it's got all that so if you like a wonderful action adventure Romance, this is it for you with great art.
2: Wow, very awesome. Uh,
0: I think Mr. Slidell should hire you as his publicist.
2: He oh. should. Yeah, no, definitely.
0: <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I mean that sounds so good because I mean, I think a lot. Like, I've just been thinking a lot about like these epic comic runs, and there. I mean, there's some have happened, but like it's, like it'll be good to have a like another one because.
1: The only thing would be, I think the only downside is that it is slow because you're getting, you know, like he puts up three pages a week. yeah. Which, you know, and some of those pages are going to be your cover page, your title right, page,
0: right.
1: something like that. So you're not getting 24 pages a month.
0: Yeah, that's kind of I mean, I, yeah, that's like my issue. It's honestly, I, li- I like a lot of web comics. I'm actually hyping a web comic after this week. But yeah, that's like my issue with web comics is like I'll binge mm-hmm. through a series. I think one summer I like been through like all the questionable content this is like this I love isn't questionable
1: like, content yeah this is like
0: 2015 or something so like there are like I think 10 or 11 years of backstory and mm-hmm. then I just couldn't keep up with it because like just the whole it's page slow. Getting, it just doesn't yeah. it's I'm I'm either used to getting like 20 page bursts or like a huge long story so
3: mm-hmm.
0: I I think it's a i like web comics i mean and i think it, it's good that they're so accessible and you can just recommend it to someone and they can immediately read it and there's a lot of innovations th- going on
1: i think the difference between gunner craig and something like questionable content would be that gunner craig is more like a print comic yeah and that it is a story it has characters it's fully fleshed out whereas something like questionable com or questionable Content excuse me at the very beginning especially it felt more like a newspaper comic
0: oh, like for a sure. newspaper strip yeah. comic oh, yeah. so it
1: felt like something that was much more easy to pick up and put down and not think about again
0: but then they had robots
1: but then they had robots yes
0: yeah. which is cool and on this, it's another thing i like like at web comics and i know you're touching on that earlier with like the, just seeing the evolution in art style is really fun
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, definitely me. even though like you're like, this isn't so good, but you just see how the creator grows, and in, and like a lot with like um, published comics, you don't see that as much because so much stuff won't, will get rejected. Um, but with webcomics, or you they'll have like...
1: start after their webcomic period. Right. They're already at their good, good period. I like. um exactly. Who does Girls with Slingshots? Danielle. Oh, Danielle Corsetto. Corsetto. Oh, she's so yeah. good.
0: She's a new like thing her, going on. Her
1: her very very first thing in Girls with Slingshots was like almost realism, but by the end, she had this really wonderful cartooning that she was doing. And so it's like, oh, well, she started, she was going with this like realism effect, but she like developed a style actually. And so that was really fascinating to watch and you get to watch it happen.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. That was, that was a good, that was a good web comic too. It was. And I think she has a new, a new thing. I've like read. She does. Yeah, her, she just started it. something yeah. new. So it's good to see her, see her back. Well, speaking yeah. of web comics, my quick hit for this week is a web comic too that is recently wrapped up and is actually getting collected in a, as a book in about a month. It is, if you if you're on the internet at all, um, you've probably seen Sarah Anderson's work through yes. Sarah Scribblings, <laughs> like people who don't even read comics, like who just post memes, like will post her stuff. Um, so that's what like so like how I found this comic was strange, a very internet way. I was on like a Facebook group for like just general goth shit. And I found like all these out of context panels of this web comic about a vampire and a werewolf falling in love. And I'm like, this can't be some, dude, this art is really good. This can't be from some like random meme group or some shit. And I traced it down and sure enough, Sarah Anderson had a kind of slice of life, vampire um, werewolf romance comic called Fangs on tapas. Mm-hmm. So and she, It recently just wrapped up I think it had like 78 strips It was mostly finished when I like got around To binging the whole thing so I was happy about That yes. um, and, it's, and, it's, and it's a very It's very low stakes um, Stakes very, Oh my god <laughs> I walked into that one It's, it's a very really did. It's a very kind of lay, Like laid back Like romantic comedy about A vampire and a werewolf and it's just little vignettes from their life, how they met at the bar, you know, being all cute and smooth and shit. And then it gets into their, like, their personal life and, like, weird stuff. Like, basically, the werewolf acts like a dog a lot of the time. And <laughs> and also, I just, I think the main, like, I like it so much is because Sarah Anderson, like, has a different um, art style than, than on Sarah's Scribblings. It's a lot more, um, like, the, detail, the backgrounds are more detailed. And it kind of has this, like, old, like, book illustration style and and especially like i'm like really glad she's releasing it as a print book because it looks like like just like an old like 1890s tome um that you would get um it has like a red and black cover and i'm like this is awesome like can't wait That's to get cool. this yeah. and and it's and it's nice and i and i like and i like that it's in i like that it shows the good the bad the ugly the definitely weird parts of relationships and i like that um and also yeah so it's like it's like, um, it's like I mean, there's a lot. has been a lot of vampire werewolf romances and fiction, or those kind of things. But like, she kind of like drains, like drains the melodrama out of it, and just adds some fun realism while also playing with the concept. And and yeah, and she also like really she can do she can do funny, she can do erotic, she can do kind of somewhere in between. Um, it's like it's good. It's just like a nice balance of tones. So like when you go to the site to check it out, you um, kind of get something new every time. And, and it's also like, it's, it's, and there's not like one huge, like overarching story either. So it's, it's a little, it's a little more kind of laid back. Um, and so you can just kind of di- like, yeah, you can read out of context panels and be be okay with it. Um, but, but reading the whole thing is just so much richer and yeah. Wow. And just seeing the, just how she like experiments for style and like the first page, I'm like, is this really Sarah Anderson? Cause she like, is this, there's this bar in, um, I think I don't know. like there's this there's apparently like a goth bar somewhere. I don't know where it is. I forget. I read I read, I read chapter one so long ago, um, and I like looked at a photograph and it was like straight up like photo real. She was like doing photo realism in the bar while having like you know the the characters more um, kind of cartoony. I'm like that's awesome. That's cool. Like I love like I love when cartoonists flex like that because I mean she's she's really talented and has a big following and it's cool like to see her you know understand that and just do whatever the fuck she wants. Like, that's one thing I love about comics. Like, she can do whatever you want. Like, yeah, you don't have to be stuck pigeonholed. You can do, you can go off and do it, you know, a vampire werewolf romance book for a year and be awesome. And people won't hate you. I, I, hope, I, I hope not. I haven't seen, any time I, I share panels from this, like people are like, whoa, this is so cool. So much better than Twilight, mole. That was, such, that was such a low-hanging fruit, but whatever. I yeah. didn't say that. That was a comment on a social media. That was yes. not me. Of course not. <laughs> I think uh, that
1: would be anybody.
2: Yeah, <laughs> definitely.
0: I think I feel like Twilight is getting some kind of re, getting a re-examination. It is. But.
1: It's got. I just got like twelve things on YouTube recently that were like in defense of that kind of thing in defense yeah. of twilight I it had like, a
0: great soundtrack it, it definitely yay. introduced me to some, some great artists like uh, St. Vincent and Muse and mm-hmm. um, definitely reaffirmed my love for Paramore so yeah. I'll, nice. I'll give it that for sure off the top of my head
2: um, um, I was just oh sorry just really quick um, yeah. one thing that I really enjoy about things is that is that it's two fantastical characters obviously but it's so damn relatable I mean <laughs> which is pretty pretty amazing um and yeah, like you said, the artwork is just fantastic.
1: Yeah, I like the artwork. I didn't realize it was a completely separate thing. I thought it was part of the scribbles. No,
3: was... I didn't
1: realize it was completely separate. So I'm gonna have to go find it and read the whole thing just as itself because yeah, yeah, I get it as yeah, I get it as you know, with like you were saying. I'll read her stuff, and I read her stuff, and that'll pop up with whatever it is on Facebook or whatever it is on Twitter, and I just assume they're all part of the same thing. I didn't realize it was completely separate, so I'm going to have to go read that.
0: Yeah, I, I thought, I mean, initially, I thought it was just a completely, like, I didn't know what, I didn't know who was doing it. I'm like, whoa, like, I know her, like, what the heck? So it's it was cool, and, like, definitely, gonna. I can't wait to get that book. Whew. Yeah,
1: that sounds awesome. Nice.
0: All right, so now we're transitioning to our main course. It is, um, so we're going to be discussing the Old Guard. It's the, we're not going to be talking about the new miniseries, but this is the original um, series. I think it's called, the trade is called Old Guard Free Fire. It is written by Greg Rucka with art by Leandro Fernandez, colors by Daniela Miwa, and letters by Jody Wen. So had you guys read um, Old Guard prior to this podcast?
1: No. Cool.
0: No, I haven't. Yeah. I read the first issue for a review, but I for some reason I was a busy time in my life. I didn't read the rest of the series and I kinda hate myself for it.
1: <laughs> I had not even heard of it for some reason. I've no clue why. My mom saw the show and was like, This is really good. It reminds me of Highlander. I was like, Cool.
2: Nice. <laughs> I love Rucca and I'm surprised that this went under my radar. <laughs> but no, I hadn't heard of it until the, the, the show came out.
0: Um so yeah, so Old Guard, um, if you haven't seen the show or read the comic, it is about um the main character, more so in the comic than the show is her name is Andromache of Scythia. She is from the fifth millennia BC. Like this was a time when everyone pretty much linguists think that everyone spoke one language called the Proto Indo European. So it's just a completely alien culture. Um and she is in a team with um three other guys. Um oh, shoot. <laughs> uh, their names are Joe Nikki and
2: Booker. Joe Nikki and Booker
0: and, yes. and, and they have been a team for at least a few thousand years. Booker is the most recent one. He's a Napole he's a soldier from the Napoleonic wars. And then uh so the big kind of like twist in the first issue it's not really even a twist is that there's a new immortal named niall who is a um she's a, a marine in Afghanistan. And their antagonist is like a pharma, is big big pharma looking for the secret for immortality, <laughs> and it's it's very much it's a very kind of cloak and dagger um thing. I've actually this is actually kind of my it's a little bit of an insult to the series, but whatever I don't care. Um, it, this book kind of comes across as like Blackwater but queer with Highlander elements. So like they go to these countries and just go on missions completely off books and ooh yeah, lots of lots of implications there. Safe houses everywhere. Yeah. So but it but it's but it's like I I love how it's described. It's like a fairy tale of blood and bullets. Like honestly, I should have just said that. That's that's the book right there. So um so what'd you guys think? Let's just open it up.
1: Brian, you want to go first?
2: Oh uh, sure. Um I, I liked it a lot. Um the um I like the color work actually is what really mm. stuck out first with me was the it um I like it when when artists or color colorists will use one main color per page and and that is definitely happens here uh, with uh, Danielle Miwa's work and um, I also um like that the the backgrounds are very sparse um, and it's more of a focus on these characters these 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 immortals essentially it's and it kind of is saying that they're in their own they're in their own little world because they technically they really are they're they're living a life a lot slower than than other people because they have time (laughs) um the um it's it the story was was pretty good um i I like it when Rucka um, steps into this area of, uh, of his writing, you know, the like queen and country style or the, um, or even like Lazarus. Um, and, and this definitely reminded me of, of, of those series. Um, it was, it was, it was pretty, it was pretty good. I, I, um, I it's one of the times where I feel like it could have been a, Couple more issues to kind of flesh out the characters. Um, the especially the main villain seemed kind of throwaway. I mean, that might have been intentional, yeah. Um, it's like, hey, like, I mean, he's not even like technically introduced as the main villain until like issue four out of five. And that, that neck
0: tattoo is enough. That's yeah. That's
2: enough. <laughs> yeah. And and I totally got like a Richard Branson kind of feel of, of him too. So it's like, okay, yeah. I can see yeah, he's a bad guy. Um but no um I I liked it. Um Rucca is a master of of characters. And and I the thing that really struck me with him was over with this series is that it's a he takes a character that doesn't exist in real in the real world as as far as we know um, and makes them a character relatable and 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 like and get into their brain and it makes sense how they're thinking and they think the way you would think an immortal person would think so that's pretty amazing Darcy. Okay.
1: Um <laughs> sorry. Uh, I pretty much agree. Like immortality stories, stories that deal with the conflict, I suppose. I've used that word a lot, but I'm gonna continue to use it between immortal characters and mortal characters in those relationships. I really like those. Those are comfortable to me. They're like some of my favorite stories. Uh, like Wizard in the Grove. I really like that. Uh, current Michelle Sagra's cast books deal with that a lot and I really like kind of that contrast, the Rhapsody series. I like that. Anything dealing with that kind of internal conflict, externalized appeals to me a lot. So that half of the book I really really enjoyed. But I really agree that the villain was, and I know like the villain wasn't the main problem. I think we might want to wait to the part that is the real twist Mm -hmm. and talk about that Uh, that was kind of the real issue but the villain villain who set up as the villain villain uh was kind of terrible and it was kind of disappointing because you know we've got douchebag farmer bros martin Scarelli, anybody uh that i mean they're really horrible evil terrible people in the real world and i was kind of disappointed at how not Scared I was of him like he could Have been legitimately scary He could have been legitimately Douchebaggy and he wasn't even Really douchebaggy he didn't feel Like I didn't like him He was a villain I didn't like him he was An asshole I didn't like him But like I don't know like he wasn't enough He he wasn't enough Of an asshole I don't know how to explain yeah. it I just he was kind of boring
2: Yeah everyone else is so fantastical and he's just so mundane
1: right he's just he just kind of was boring
2: but i think i think that actually might be
0: kind of the point like he's he's this guy who has all this money he's in this i like the dubai setting was was great has this huge skyscraper fantastic. In, yes. in in dubai um has anything anything he wants and but he doesn't have the one thing he wants immortality he he's gonna die one day and And just this, I love the scene where he's just impotently stabbing at either Nikki or Joe. I don't remember. I I just know they were together in the on the captured place, and and he's just like he just he wants what's in their blood, but he doesn't. He does doesn't get it. And my problem with
1: that scene was that we didn't really see it very well from either of their perspectives. Yeah.
0: Well, like I think I I but I like both love Leandro. Leo Fernandez as an artist, and I also hate him. Mm. Um, I, he, he's he's kind of his his style. I would describe it as a mix of Eduardo, Eduardo Riso's work and kind of early '90s image stuff, like mm. Stephen Platt, without the weird anatomy. Like think think <laughs> image the weird with anatomy. like yeah, yeah, without the weird anatomy, but all with all the bullets and sound effects and just a hyper kinetic approach to action, which is a lot of fun. But mm. also like some of the staging for like fight scenes just get really hard to follow and really just um, like they're technically well done like I'm like yeah this is intense this is cool but it's hard to kind of follow the action there's a few scenes where he does um, start with like he does like an above camera view so you kind of get the layout of like either the stairway or um, where they're fighting um, but then he just it turns into chaos which also might you know might be an artistic point as well just showing the uh the kind of chaos of battle, the, the just yeah, utter I, absurdity of a firefight.
1: Um, I, I kind of saw it more as an artistic point because like you get the violence and the blood and, and the bone and brain matter with everybody else. You get that definitely with the immortal characters.
3: Yeah, for sure.
1: And then on the flip side with that fight or the the murder uh, that he got to commit against somebody and he was like, oh, didn't you ever want to try this? And I was like, ugh whatever but but it
0: were, my but it mean, my, it, yeah. my
1: my problem with him is if he's meant to be boring which i can see that as a interesting way to take a villain because he, he's not the villain villain that we're meant to kind of hate or that the characters are meant to feel right. bad that happened i get that but if that's how he's meant to be that makes that action climax really fall short
0: yeah i mean the final fight was just like okay i mean the, right. bo- the booker stuff hit so much harder Like, cause, well, cause, yeah, yeah exactly um, and so
1: it it kind of unbalances when you're talking about the arc of a book it unbalances that part so even if he's supposed to be boring and he's supposed to be dull eh, i don't think it were the scene should have still been interesting and it wasn't something about that should have been captivating and it just wasn't to me
0: yeah it was just kind of like Arthur, a the,
1: yeah yeah he, like he's he in was, he's in
0: the he's in the i don't know was it he's in the basin or something and i'm just like he was in yeah. like
1: a bathtub
0: yeah which but honestly i like for the the like getting a farmer bro as a bad guy was perfect i mean that's the world we live i in think now.
1: it was i think the idea was fantastic yeah because every, I mean, who doesn't hate Martin Scorsese? And I and Everybody. I like that. And I
0: like that he was American, not British, which is something they, did which, like, I think I listened to yeah. this interview, and they just did it because they were filming in London, so they got a British actor. They didn't want to pay to fly in an American to play that play such a one-dimensional role. Um, but uh, absolutely, like an American fart, like that's 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 who. I mean, that's who. Like that's what I want to see as the bad guy right now. I mean, fuck. And it also makes like kind of their cause I feel like one thing that Rucka and I think this is like I'm a, I'm just gonna say it's a failing of his work in general, is that he he writes all these kind of, you know, black ops kind of characters, spies, cops, soldiers. I feel like he even his Dragon Age miniseries, the main character was like a mage killer covert assassin. He just has mm-hmm. this just predilection for people who are um like in the military or spies or cops mm-hmm. and i feel it, he never i mean maybe in it's other pathetic. works in other works he just is kind of like they're cool they're awesome and then and then these and especially with the like the old guard team they aren't like it's not like something in their past it's not like something like stump town where the military stuff is in her past um and it's like it's now and he doesn't even begin to be like hey like turn around and think like hey you know this is a lot like Blackwater. This is a lot like these scary mercenaries that do scary shit. And I think there are moments, like there's that one scene with, with uh, Achilles um, in Andy's flashback where she's mm-hmm. doing right. bounties and yes. hunting people of color in Australia, um, and or I mean she's yeah, like in that that case she's hunting a black man in Australia. She doesn't she care in general. America. I think that's in, it's on Australia because he got, um, he was in the United States. He, oh, he, that, he was
1: in the United States. And then he okay. came,
0: and he fought, and then he went to Britain and then wasn't accepted in Britain, ended up in a penal colony on Australia. Okay. And so, and then the farm, was, and then it's because it's in Australia, the farm was more distant. So, right. It survive for a little bit because Australia back then was just like, fuck.
1: Empty. Deli-
0: yeah. still kind of yeah. is. Because <laughs> I think it's the, I think, yeah, it was the outback. That was the, the vibe I got from it. Um, so, like that, like, I thought, okay, you know, maybe, because I know he didn't do it in the film at all or, him and the director to do the film at all I'm like okay maybe he's gonna look into it in the comic he has more time to do it but no like it turns into some Bonnie and Clyde um, Highland like that was super Highlander for sure Um, that was the most Highlander part of the book so yeah I think that was just I mean it's it's a fun it's a it's a it's a fun comic I gave it four out of five stars on Goodreads like it's I want to read the second volume like I really connected with the characters I think he really got into the head of what it's like to be immortal and want to die like that was awesome um, but also finding new hope through nile but yeah there's just that those some of those bigger implications and like and it's and it's just like i don't there. i've had a like it's this started out on some tw- twitter thread about rucka's body of work and i've been in other chats about it and i'm like wow like I, we really need to reassess the body of work of greg rucka <laughs> sorry i mean he no he's a he's a he's a fine writer it's just
1: kind no, of like, I, you, I, see,
2: you see those patterns though
1: totally oh, agree
2: definitely it's you know the. The two books I, I mentioned earlier, I mean, both of those are, are kind of military t- style books, so.
0: Which he, I mean, he in his past, like his first novel was the Atticus Kodiak series. And he also yep. worked in, he's worked in private security. He's worked as a bodyguard. So I think it, starting out, he's just, it's just, it's what he likes to write and he does decent variations on it. Like this one has your um, rom- your queer romance and your um, kind of immortality and your historical fiction Aspects which like I like the historical Shit the best that like, was honestly Yeah historical yes.
1: parts were the Best like I, think, I could watch I could completely. read a whole
0: Series of fucking flashback I mean I Am a little bit of a I like especially when I was younger I was a huge like military history nerd so It might the be crus- kind of like a Personal thing
2: the crusades but. Where I like where the two Booker's Characters part met. best
1: yeah
2: Yeah oh oh yeah How he how he betrayed um Napoleon The army, yeah. That I liked
1: Booker's flashback was to me, I I preferred that one over the rest of them. I can't really explain why. I think it was actually the art, I think the art in that one appealed to me the best.
0: Oh, the snow and the negative space, yeah, and the negative space, all
1: the blues and the blacks versus Mm. the white snow. It was just, it was really compared to everything else in the story. And I think that was probably because I wasn't surprised by the Booker thing, I think it was possibly the French jokes. Plus the art difference, yeah. But it yeah. it was it was just I thought that was kind of the best art in the entire book.
2: Definitely, and um, when it comes to the flashbacks, one thing I had noticed was that the farther back the flashback, the more vague the f- mm-hmm. it was, which I thought was pretty interesting because it's kind of working off the memories of the characters, and mm-hmm. obviously. Um, Annie's memories of of her origins is definitely not as 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 clear as somebody else like Booker
0: well yeah because there's no like there's no written re- especially the Scythians there's no written records um, there's some stuff with like apparently I, I like I did my ancient history research and I also listened to an interview with, with uh, on the world word balloon with Greg Rucker where he talked more about the historical stuff like, she's from the Copper Age, and the thing about the Copper Age, it was melted down to make the Bronze Age, so, like, I think Rucka was in London looking at research for, to get research materials for for Fernandez, and he could only find, like, a hair comb that maybe was from the time when she, maybe, like, question marks, like, he's like, it's the, because it's, like, the British Museum, you expect, like, it's huge, you expect fucking everything to be there, but Mm -hmm. not for this time period, so it's, it's, it's insane, just, like, it's just like i'm just fascinated by this character and like damn like she, like she knows all these languages she's for, forgot like those had a fight with every weapon like people like people were just like a, sometimes like just a transaction for her like it's just like whoa i want to get into her head so much and um which is one thing i think i think the 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 uh, comic did better than the film because the film focused more on Niall which was super cool it's awesome like she's a great like entry point into this crazy world mm-hmm. and um, and it's also cool to see like a black female character take the lead um absolutely but like just andy is such a fascinating fucking character like i want like i want like i hope like by the time this i mean i hope i don't know i would read a fucking source book with like the battles of andy or something
2: like <laughs> yeah <laughs> and, and um and then the i i liked how you know like Ruka had gotten to her brain like there's that part where um where Niall says, um you know, like a beautiful, it's gonna, you know, it's a beautiful day, and the and then and he's just very pragmatic, and it's just like it's going to be another day, whether or not it's beautiful is up is up to you, which is totally something someone who's lived a lot of days would say, you know, it's like every day's every day, it's, it's every day is every day's normal, it's just what you make of it, you know, and yeah. then. Niall kind of says it In a different way and it strikes Andy you know like when when Niall says that you know a day A day um, not doing Anything is a day wasted and Mm -hmm. And then he's like Oh yeah like because like because like there's that part where Niall talks about all the jobs that she has had, all the careers. She's Ooh, 20- I related to that so much. She's 27 years now, old. I'm 27 and, too. Yeah, so perfect. So she's lived a longer and more yeah. fulfilling life than these immortals who've lived thousands of years. And so I thought that was really interesting. You know? Yeah, like, and
0: then it's also kind of a comment on like society now that you have to work two or three jobs to survive sometimes. And back then, right. I guess, I mean, as long as you had. Of roof to roof over your head and food in your belly you're fine well maybe, and maybe one songs. skill
1: would last for a long long, exactly. long time yeah Things
0: and then, didn't and change changes
1: fast it's kind right. of like the phone thing oh the we unlocked a phone this way oh now the phones are unlocked this <laughs> way that changed really fast
0: yeah i love that like no one like i mean it was i definitely could plot convenience but but it makes sense like how no one except for um booker was tech savvy at all and like
1: and it allowed him to get by because no one noticed that you had to have Wi-Fi to get on the internet.
0: Yeah, yeah, because it's just like it's, because like, I don't I'm in mean, like Andy's perception of it is probably like magic. More so, but I don't right. know. Like, it's oh, it's hard just the to magic keep, it's, box.
1: It's hard to keep up.
0: Yeah, and I mean, there are people who t- live in yeah, it. Exactly, and there's like people today who, I mean, who are like, oh, that takes me to the internet, and they just they just don't think about it. Um, yeah um, but yeah and uh what was it oh, shoot yeah and also like andy just seems more of a like just physical hands-on person like mm. she likes fighting and fucking pretty much you can With like the, kind of, the first two pages just set that up perfectly i mean um yeah that's i like, liked
1: for me the relationship between joe and nikki was very nice
0: oh
3: yeah um
1: i I don't know if anyone's I can't remember who wrote the Rhapsody books but there's like these books that it's all about timey-wimey bullshit and immortals and these people who like meet each other in one world and end up in another world and they're immortal and it's these two people happen to both have met in both worlds and they're both immortal and it's just a hundred percent kind of luck and fate and they don't have to deal with that thing that Other people have to deal with where you have that problem of immortality versus mortality and losing love and losing whatever else you get that wonderful forever love. And I thought that was a nice contrast. I really liked their relationship. I liked that they were there to have that relationship to make the heartbreak of the rest of them a little bit more painful
0: yeah yeah they're like the they're like the velvet the diamond and then yeah and i like really do love their their introduction scene just mm. this is like this constant battle mm. um and just the artist so like the cross and then the mm. the scimitar, and just like just this conflict and then they then then it turns and then it fades into them like cuddling together and i'm like yes this, this is so good and Very then usually i'm not a fan of like like when an artist when a writer just goes on like giant long monologues but in comics because it's a visual medium but this one works and and they and i love that they basically carbon copy transferred it over into the movie so that was nice oh yeah cool. just like no he's not my boy and he just goes in this huge romantic speech and i'm like fuck this is awesome like all, all the all this stuff about like black water and just faded away for a second
2: because
0: <laughs> i'm like this is so cool like i love these guys they're awesome
2: the comfort between them and like even when they're in that like torture area and they're just kind of like hey how's it going like are you okay you're okay okay fine we're gonna kill you when we get out but you know like they were just so just connected they're to very each other chill yeah
1: they were nice they were a nice like reference point for the story i think
2: yeah they're
0: yeah. like the, their comfort they're like the the hug of the story they were they were very much the hug of the story i know even like booker was my
1: favorite part i think as far as like art and interest goes but my favorite overall the place i wanted to be was always with joe and nikki
0: yeah me too me too and oh man i kind of want to get i kind of want to get a print of that issue five cover that michael lark did i'm like Oh, that is so good! That Pride variant. I'm like, it really mm-hmm. was. Yeah, that would look nice. I hope no, I definitely. can find it somewhere online.
1: But yeah. or the one Netflix had
0: done. Yeah, that I don't know. I mean, so I, and, really, and I really like Michael Lark's artwork too. So um, him and him and Rocker a good team.
2: Yes, and speaking of uh, police stuff, you know, <laughs> they did Gotham Central. So, yeah, yeah.
0: You know, once again. <laughs> <laughs> He likes writing cops and soldiers and spies, like. Yeah, but he writes some writes some well. <laughs> except for action comics, he wrote Superman for a hot minute. Yeah, or, I actually haven't read that stuff. Does he mostly write Superman in that? I don't. I just I see action comics, but it could be the cop in Superman's town. So.
1: <laughs> Who is and, the cop in Superman's town? There should be one, right? Uh, no. maggie,
0: oh. maggie maggie, maggie Sawyer. Sawyer, I guess, which he's written before. There we go. Yeah, Love but, but I don't know. I don't. I've not I've read his I'm just gonna I just say I haven't read his run on Action Comics, but uh.
2: well, fifty two as well, you know. Yeah, with, which the, is Renee Montoya. The yeah. question was what, once I I was trying to use that as an example of not uh, being confident. Mm. I'm like, oh wait, yeah, Renee Montoya. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that is
1: Montoya.
2: Yeah, I had <laughs> this thought question. thing going on when that when that
0: when Ritesh Babu, I think he's a, he's a comics critic, posted that thread, and I'm like, yeah, no, I think you're right, it's Action always, Comics. Yeah. Because at first I'm like, oh, Dragon Cage. Dragon Age. And then I'm like, oh yeah, that literally the main character was an assassin who covertly stabbed Mages in the night, because it's Dragon Age, and it's-
2: it, it leans to the um, it leans to his bodyguard work, but Lois Lane, uh, recently wasn't um too to police your military oh, yet. but i mean R- she did have
0: that mil- her dad's in the military so
2: yeah and renee montoya was um was basically the bodyguard and also the, the evidence finder of lois lane yeah. and yeah so it but it was a fun series re- regardless
0: all right one more one more greg R- rucka take before we yeah. move on yes um I, I think baby jessica jones might be a parody of a a rucka protagonist. I'm just gonna say that. <laughs> I, I love her as a character, of course. I mean, I've written, I wrote an entire series on Alias, like, but I think she might be like a parody of a rucka, like the drinking, the acting, this the toughness, the uh, the l- little bit of nihilism, the smoking in the comic. Um, yeah. So I, I'm like, huh? Was Did it? She's Bam- anymore? I don't know because of a uh, Casada. I don't think. She, yeah, I
1: don't think she's. I've seen her. Well, I mean, I'm talking
0: that. about like like Alias, like O.G. Oh, yeah. Like now she's like this nice mom, but yeah.
1: Yeah, but she still drinks.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, but like, yeah, but yeah, yeah. Marvel, yeah, Joe Casada. Can't smoke anymore. Sorry. Even if you have a healing factor. Well, okay, we went like way off track. Um, <laughs> Sorry about that. So why don't we why don't we talk about maybe talk about the film a little bit because there's one big
1: can't i did not watch the film i'm so sorry my internet went out
0: (laughs) oh no it's fine uh i just well i like i I want to do one plot point in the film just one go for it
2: the one i'm
1: just gonna step to the side
2: okay and i i read about the film but i didn't get a chance to oh if he hasn't seen it why don't don't so i I have i've 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 listened to full spoilers though so i might be able to okay to pitch in okay and i will
1: add my mother loves it
2: good I'm glad well it's very I mean it's like it
0: filled like when I watched it I'm like this fills my late July early August Charlie's Theron action blockbuster yes thing. I, I mean I like Mad Max and Atomic Bond better but I mean those are just amazing movies so it's just kind of hard that. to compare them
2: <laughs> no I, I just love that that she's such an action person now she's always awesome. had it in her I
0: mean Eon Flux but
2: oh yeah a Furiosa, I just love yeah. Furiosa so much. And
0: I like she's doing these roles, and I like that she's because I know she, she was a producer on this film and she was a producer on um, Atomic Blonde, that she's also, you know, kind of funding these movies and making sure they get out, get, can shoot in these great locations and get made and get in front of eyeballs. So I like it. And yeah, no, it's like, I'm like so glad she's doing this because she, I mean, she is an Oscar. I mean, she could be do anything, but she's mm-hmm. just going to play these challenging, physically and mentally taxing roles. Like, Kudos to her. Like, I love her. I like follow her on all social media. I know I probably shouldn't stand celebrities, but I might stand her a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I really liked her in long shot too. She just, oh god, she's so fun. Um, but yeah, but going back to the, there was one big plot difference between the comic and the movie. Um, so they kind of hype up the stakes a little bit. Um, it was revealed that Andy is dying in the movie. Oh, so.
1: How? Yes.
0: Yeah. Th- Not Kinda how tough.
1: revealed, how dying.
0: Like, like, like she's like, if she's she, like the next time she, you know, gets hit, like it'll be the last time kind of thing.
1: So there's a number on how many times she can die? There isn't the
0: movie? a, well, there isn't a number. They don't do that. It's still, they still handle the immortality in the same way. Actually, in the interview, Rucka's like, uh, initially the studio wanted them to explain the immortality, but that's, he put his foot mm-hmm. down on that one. And I, I like I like that that they yeah, same. explain it because a bunch of idiots on the internet are like they should explain it. I'm like screw you guys. So like, it's she, not but point. she
1: she knows she only has one time left.
0: Pretty much like because she's like ah. her wound like like she's like wounded for a lot of the movie like so think like a lot of the action scenes are the same except it's like in London instead of Dubai. But she's like clutching her side and like all kinds of yeah. <laughs>
2: in the in the book it she is in passing almost it's just mentioned that like that it just clicks like mortality clicks in all of a sudden and right. the way the way it was described it sounds like to me that you know it like all of a sudden you're, oh i can die now <laughs> you know yeah, so yeah think, to, think, to
1: me it was like one time it works and then one time it doesn't
0: yeah it's just random and meaningless which yeah kind which
1: like death yeah
0: yeah it's great. Yeah. So I think I think I think I might like the comic one better because yeah, I feel like they might have Hollywooded it up a little bit. That's kind um, of what
1: it feels like. To even
0: though give, like it's it's because it it does
1: make it more Holly kind of Hollywood drama. Oh
2: yeah, to add more thrill and, to yeah. yeah yeah it it gives it gives a meaning it raises the stakes like you were saying so yeah definitely Cause, Cause, anything about immortals you run the risk of it being boring because it's like okay yeah watch them get shot up who cares they're alive <laughs> but like so. the
0: thing old guard just like but i didn't even think about that while reading old guard because just rucka mm-hmm. just has that focus on the emotions and you're not even exactly like, like it doesn't like matter. it's just like
1: and the thing is to me the thing isn't oh she might die the issue is oh she might not die like that's yes. the conflict exactly. that she's not yeah. dying, not that she might die. That's not the concern. She would be happy to die. So yeah. her yeah. almost dying isn't sad.
2: And the like movie gets, doesn't get really. Yeah, it's just, like, like when she gets mad at Booker, like when when she thinks that Booker is dead, and he's like, "God damn you! Like you're only yeah, two hundred years why old."
1: Why you? Why you? Yeah.
2: yeah, but I I do like it at the end where she's like maybe i should stop you know i'm living every day but i need to actually live you know like right. i need to find something to live for which i thought right. was very cool
1: and it's all you people yay team. yeah which is a little yeah, yeah
2: but it was yeah. a little it,
1: it was, it was yeah. also kind of sweet t-
2: team building but sweet
0: yeah <laughs> oh i mean i mean i'll, I'll t- i mean i'll take it honestly i throw that carnage i'm like i'll take it and then yeah and then you have the stuff with the booker to offset it um,
1: the 100 years thing was nice I thought like that I, was a good you can't kill him but that's a pretty decent punishment for someone yeah, who would like to die
0: It was Alien very Nation. it reminded me a lot of the 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 myth of the wandering Jew. Have you guys read Sandman? Like mm. the whole the whole hobgadling story where he meets death every or meets dream every 100 years I'm like kind of kind of like it was like that I'm like cool you can wander the earth and and that's like torture I mean that's such torture though he's like stuck it by is. himself I'm like wow like and that's why i'm like fuck i gotta read force multiplied like
2: <laughs> yeah
0: um for sure i think um, i
2: have to as well definitely yeah i'm like i want to see
0: like what he's up to and like the new team dynamic is okay but i like i really want to see like him in the like b, the b plot like suffering on the side um yeah so um yeah did anybody have any uh last thoughts on old guard
1: I would just reiterate that pharmaceutical assholes are very much assholes and I think they could have hurt him more and that would have been far more cathartic to me as someone who has to take medicine and has no health insurance. And that's all I have to say.
0: <laughs> oh, cool. a, more, a, gorier, a gorier death? I, li- I like that. A
1: gorier death for the pharmaceutical. Okay, asshole.
0: so like this is this is going, the, so the, mo- the, the, the kind of funny thing for the movie is they, so like uh, Merrick is British in the movie and they cast the guy who played Dudley Dursley in Harry Potter flicks as him. Oh, great. So it was just like, it was like amazing. Like, well, cause like there's less he, cause he's like, he's still, you know, he's still the same. Like he's not like a big swole, like, you know, tribal tatted up like American in it. Which yeah. now, right. But he just like he just has he still has such the actor, I think it's Henry Melman's the actor. Has such okay. a punchable face. Has, punch, has such a punchable face. So like i don't know they
1: cast dudley as merrick
0: yeah henry mel yeah it's the same actor okay yeah.
1: i'm googling this you hold on a second <laughs> it's why wi- no I it's wild see this.
0: no it's 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 wild yeah no it's oh and they got and then they they cast God. i don't think we talked about copley but they cast chiwetel Ejiofor as as copley which was perfect
1: yeah i, I remember Ooh. seeing oh my gosh he does have a punchable face look at yeah. that <laughs> thing.
0: yeah i know oh, yes I know, I know it's a great it's like it's so like yeah it's like on the it's like so on the nose and it's like honestly one it's like honestly one of the failings of both the film and the book like it just yeah but you get a different you get a different flavor of punching you get a little little british um british uh get your british asshole you're but like but in the real world like i would laugh at him but the other one i would just I, i don't know it's it's calm it's
1: no i see it I see yeah. it. it. It's one of those things where it's like, it makes sense to me. Again, Martin Scarelli, it works. He could play Martin Scarelli. Yeah, in a no, 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 no. That's,
0: that's <laughs> out there. Yeah, no, like that was it perfect. It totally
1: yeah. works. Yeah. But I just don't know. It didn't, he wasn't a douchebag enough. Like, he needs to be a complete and utter douche weevil, and he just didn't get there in Man. the comic. He just well, needed maybe to be they a little should. bit more. It's one of those things. It's like, they didn't these guys are so incredibly evil in real life and somehow a comic book villain isn't evil enough well guess like, what murder of one human being isn't evil enough <laughs>
0: well, well, we'll <laughs> guess who's <laughs> currently listening to our conversation and we'll be making a comic <laughs> pitch based on this mark miller is going to make the most evil pharmaceutical guy ever so yeah, <laughs> see, yeah that, i think we just had our monkey spot here
2: um, possible yeah and in all, in all honesty, I mean, like 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 Darcy was saying, like they should have actually got into like what he's doing in pharma, like and how he's negatively affecting the world mm. with with what what they're doing. I mean, yeah, it that's definitely. I, th- I think this is more like it's it's more
0: like they 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 had time; they could either focus on the, the awesome heroes or the villain, and they decided to focus on the heroes. And
1: yeah,
0: it's a choice. I mean
1: it is a choice and I didn't like I said I loved the rest of it I'm just kind of disappointed in the villain
0: and I don't think it and it doesn't work as well because like I'm just gonna be honest all these fucking like these like even though like old guard isn't a superhero movie even though some people decided to market it like that I don't know why um like these movies are honestly only as good as their antagonist and like Mm -hmm. especially these kind of origin stories so like yeah but
3: Mm
2: -hmm. I think the sequel could be good maybe <laughs> would, would you say that the villain usage in the movie is is similar to like the the mcu style of villain usage where is the introduction villain is kind of sometimes a throwaway villain yeah oh, b- for not sure, not black panther oh.
0: but like other oh, intro sure. movies. yes for sure um yeah and then like um yeah but i think and then they set up and then they do the it's like it's like it's like the like Rucca in interviews is like this isn't a superhero, but it's like very origins like very origin story vibes. It's a well done origin, mm-hmm. it's a well directed movie, well well action yes. movie. It's like but hits all the origin story beats. Um mm-hmm. and and then and then the, and then there's even like a stinger, which there's like even a stinger and stuff and like she would tell AGF4, um Copley ends up being like a Nick Fury type. And it's like <laughs> Yeah. Um, and then they, the Stinger, they set up a more interesting threat. They pulled a whole. I think probably Batman Begins did the best job with this because it kind of stole from Batman Year One, which. Oh yeah. I mean, if you gotta like did like the Joker card, so like they kind of did that in the movie to set up a bigger threat. So. They put in a Joker card. Uh, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> they, 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 they.
1: It wouldn't surprise me. Joker's everywhere else. So.
0: Yeah, <laughs> you're right. He's very overexposed. Um, Come see. You. Come but, to see
2: the sequel with Jared Leto. <laughs>
0: but they but they set up a more interesting, fascinating antagonist for the sequel, which, like, okay, sure. Sure. Why not? Um, I hope there is a sequel, but and I, and I know it'll be very different in the comic, the um, yeah. sequel, because so it'll be cool. We'll kind of have like a little anime manga diverge if they make a sequel to the movie. So,
2: and both helmed by the the writer so i'm, I'm yeah, or at least that. the first
0: or at least rucka has a deal for the first draft and yeah i mean i think they exactly. let him do a lot of, from what i could tell from this this interview mm-hmm. they let him do a lot on the movie which is so cool like i like that they do like back in the day they would just like maybe like fly the writers out for one day on set and just tear it apart i'm thinking like brian singer's x-men but now like i know um like rick remender was a showrunner on deadly glass and um, they like I like that they have like the original creators some more input into the adaptations. It's fun.
2: Absolutely. Um, it it, it kind of reminds me of like Daniel Klaus in, um Ghost World. The oh book yeah, and cause the he, movie
0: because he, he wrote the screenplay. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and, and diverts, but both are excellent. And so I'm I'm excited to see the the old guard movie and and see where it you know see the yeah differences. yeah.
0: I think I think I think you guys should check it out. It's pretty good, and especially like there aren't really other any there isn't much competition right now in the movie front. No, okay. So.
2: Not really. I know I'll that watch,
0: was that was like definitely damning with faint phrase, but
2: I'll watch Scooby.
1: Kind of was, yeah.
0: <laughs> but Charlie Theron is just mesmerizing and amazing and like the perfect Andy. Like when you watch it, you're like, they couldn't cast anyone else as Andromache of Scythia. Like sorry, it's awesome. Um, okay. So kind of moving on to our looking forward um, our final segment, looking forward. What indie comics are you guys looking forward to this week brian uh,
2: well um i have on my list here um hedra number one uh going to be coming out by image i guess it was actually self-published before but um, it is now coming out from image um it's it's basically a 30 panel 30 panel pages Uh, take that Tom King about uh, space travel and it's silent. It's a silent comic and it just absolutely looks beautiful.
0: And it's from image and who's the creative team.
2: Um, It's uh, written and drawn by Jesse uh, Loner again.
0: Cool. I like that. Image takes flack, but I feel like they always have interesting creative work. So I'm glad they, they published that. And Darcy, what is your what are you looking forward to this week?
1: I am kind of reading this on it's a web comic that's been uploaded to Graphite. It's called Clover and Nugget, and it's a post COVID uh, post people being shut in their house uh web comic and it's very much like Newspaper comics, which we talked about earlier, uh, the lead characters are these two dogs and they kind of talk about how their owner is kind of stuck at home and there's all (laughs) these little things that happen like they need a haircut so their owner goes on youtube and reads how to cut dogs hair and the dog's (laughs) like oh our owner did a really good job and then you see the other dog and it's like horrible and the other dog's like you have to go first next time kind of thing it's like really cute little
0: (gasps) it's so good
1: dog humor it's kind of really adorable it's done by um philip sheldon who i know nothing about so you know whatever uh the it could have done many things could have done nothing i have no clue but it's on graphite and it's adorable the art is it's got really fantastic like high color to it very cartoonish the characters of these little dogs are adorable right now we're in the middle of this little kind of alternate storyline featuring hamsters and space <laughs>
0: nice it's kind That's... Of weird
1: it's it has nothing to do with clover and nugget but it's just suddenly we've got hamsters in space it's kind of like star trek meets hamsters i have no idea why it's happening but it's happening and it's absolutely adorable and i'm here for it so it's great clover it's and nugget just,
2: it just needs to happen <laughs>
1: It just kind of needs to happen and it's happening and i love it
0: yeah it's no awesome. no like you like it when yeah it's just sounds like they're going all out and going all out it's a, and it's and you're on this open platform so you might as well um, right
1: and it's it's very new so there's not much you know there's not much there it has just started like the very first panel i think there's only like 13 Whoa. uh 13 things so far 13 they're not even full issues it's you know just a couple of panels each time and it's only started since, uh, since quarantine. The first issue is a, a girl and these two dogs and she's in a mask. So it's post-quarantine comics, very much so.
0: That's, that's awesome. And it's, it's cool. Like, I think one great thing about this podcast is we can jump on these web comics, jump on these self-published books and kind of get them before, you know, the rest of the world finds out about them, you know? Mm-hmm. So, oh, and that kind of transitions into my, my pick for this week. So my pick um, is also very COVID related too, um, unfortunately. But,
1: unfortunately, uh,
0: but you know, it's it's a book called, um, it's a self-published book called Tales from the Pandemic. Um, it, it, the writer is Mario Candelaria. He wrote all the books, all the stories in it. It's kind of like a Twilight Zone type um, thing, deal. Like it's all different um, kind of twist ending, old school. You could definitely hear Rod Sterling's voice when you're reading it um, nice. about life. In pandemic like one of my favorite probably my favorite one is with artist joe hunter i don't know he hasn't really done much um interior work that i'm aware of but i've seen him do cool art for different podcasts like like kieran Sheik's podcast back in the day journey the misery and i think we rocket ajax so he I like already was kind of endeared to his art style and he does one about how like there's this guy stuck at his house by himself working from home relatable very relatable content and he ends up he's like talking to he he's like talking to his like, he has like imaginary friends he's created um, and and he's like in a work situation where he finally made friends at work but now he doesn't have anymore. So he's like, these imaginary friends and it just gets really freaky in the end. And then, and there's like, there's one about like constantly binging Netflix and going out without a mask. And it's just, it's just very like, like it plays it, like it plays it super straight. Like these are like situations, you're, but then at the end it goes a little Twilight Zone and and, you, and you, there's like a bunch of different artists in it. So you get different art styles, which is cool. And, um, and the book is on, um, it's, it's on gumroad.com. And you can, it's like one of those pay as you pay, whatever you want um, for it. So it's, it's cool. And I don't like awesome. it.
3: And
0: yeah. Cause I'm like, it's very, especially, you know, early on, like when things are start, first starting to shut down, I honestly, this is, it sounds so cheesy. Like when I would make my supply run to the grocery store, I would like listen to like the Mad Max Fury Road soundtrack. <laughs> just, I don't know so oh,
2: it works definitely Like
0: I just it's just the vibes especially and it and it, and it gets it and it puts a fun twist on it kind of old school twist and yeah and it's in black and white too which oh nice yeah so definitely old school slash and I never want to see this old school meets the what a bunch of annoying people call the new normal
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: I don't, I, I don't want to I hate that terminology I just yeah. I had to get, I did get a one sentence marketing copy out. All nice. right. So wrapping things up, um, Brian, where can folks find you on social media? Uh,
2: well, they can find me. I have now, I do have my Instagram and my, uh, my Twitter handles here with me this time. Um, the Instagram is Bryjin, uh, which is B-R-A-I-J-I-N. So it's Brygen underscore CB as in comic books. And uh, the Twitter is uh, Brygen2814. All right, great. And Darcy, where can folks find you?
1: I am on Twitter at books underscore serial. um, And I run a blog called books and serial at booksandserial.wordpress.com about Classic books and classic news serials. I just did one on the Green Hornet.
2: Very nice. Very cool.
0: What a great theme song, I'm just gonna say.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It does. It's you know, the not too complicated Flight of the Bumblebees.
0: For sure.
2: Absolutely. Um, Is not that um the same guy who did like the the Peter Gunn maybe Flight of the Bumblebees? Oh no, the um oh I I might be thinking of something else. I apologize. <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah. I don't I don't know. My bad.
0: Um, <laughs> and then you can find me at Midnighter Bay B A E on Twitter. And you can find my writing and also this podcast on graphicpolicy.com. We got picked up for syndication. So yay. Um, very awesome. Um, yeah. And then I also that have another
3: very...
0: Yeah. And I also have another podcast called Tens Redux where I talk about movies and shows from the two thousand tens and recovering the losers this month. So full cool, cool comic book connection.
2: Chris Evans um, Love. Yep.
0: Yeah. And then our podcast is the most important. So, um, you can find us on Twitter at cdbpod, pod and you can find our website, comicsdeservebetter.wordpress.com. Um, and also, um, new this week, we are on, you can subscribe to the show comics Deserve. just type in comics, deserve better on your search bar on Spotify and you can subscribe to the show, get all the new episodes when they come out. And we're also available on Google podcasts and some other podcatchers that I don't really know about, but, um, just type in comics deserve better, and you might find them, so yeah
2: and, and if you can if you can review on those podcasters, uh, give us five stars, please yep,
0: yeah. or one stars and we can yeah. work to have better feedback uh, and yeah, and if you have any questions for the shows, just feel free to DM us on Twitter and um, what's our email?
2: our email is uh, comic comics deserve better at gmail dot com
0: yeah if you're more you know fancy and professional, and yes. just remember um, just enjoy comics. Enjoy life. Peace.